Chapter 3, Animal House. Loki wasn't overly thrilled to see Strange waiting for him out on the landing when he returned. He had burnt off a fair bit of energy terrifying some pigeons by chasing them around the city. Of course, that had slightly distracted him from actually working through the problem of how they were here and how they would get back. But Loki had mostly worked that out before he had shifted. All told, he was tired enough that he wasn't going to be chased away by this pest. Loki shape-shifted in mid-flight, landing on the deck on two Asgardianish legs. His plan was to impress with his nifty shape-shifting powers, completely ignore the mortal's existence, and head inside to request accommodations for the night. But Strange wouldn't let that be. Northern Goshawk, juvenile by the looks of the feathers, commonly found year-round in Scandinavia. Surprise, surprise. Interesting bird. Creepy red eyes, though. Loki stared at Strange appraisingly. This was unexpected. Loki was wondering what the angle was, trying to determine if he was being mocked. What? Strange asked affronted. I can have layers. My father was big on bird watching. Bird watching? As in, just watching birds? How dull. Much more fun to become one. Yes, well, that isn't exactly a common skill, is it? Frankly, I don't even understand how you do it. Compacting your mass into that small of a body should mean that you're too dense to fly. You're right, which is why I convert my mass to that of the bird. Oh, how he loved lording his advanced knowledge over the man pompous enough to deem himself Sorcerer Supreme. That doesn't make sense. Matter cannot be destroyed. Even my magic follows those principles. Your magic, and subsequent understanding, is but a drop in the bucket compared to mine. Loki paused for strange to roll his eyes. He continued on in a lecturing tone, far more condescending than he would ever use with Gunnar Aruna. You get your magic from dimensional energy. Mine comes from within, an internal well that regenerates as long as I live. But then, how would you use it to power all of your technology? Strange asked, not getting it. Oh, we know how to tap into dimensional energy as well. We can use that for simple tasks of energy generation for our devices. My magic is far more flexible which tells me absolutely nothing about how you turn into a hawk. No, it explains why you cannot comprehend how I turn into a hawk. It's a magic unlike anything you can wield. Loki drove the point in just a little more. He was rather enjoying this. Strange sighed, obviously convinced he would never get the explanation. And, well, that was probably the best way to ensure he got it. Sure, Loki could brag for a little longer. My magic does still follow the rules of the universe. Your mortals haven't gotten all of them correct, but you have stumbled onto some of the basic principles. There is no mass destroyed in the process. Otherwise, how would I get the mass to turn back into myself? Instead, I merely displace the additional mass that I don't need and call it back when shifting back into myself. All right, but then how would you shift into something with more mass? Can you do that? I've only ever seen this hawk and a cat once. I can shift into larger shapes, to a reasonable extent. Anything as large as, say, a dinosaur, that would take far too much magic to sustain for long periods. What I do is I borrow energy to convert to mass, the easiest way being similar to your own magic, taking it from other dimensions. That's fascinating, Strange said, and oddly he seemed sincere. Loki nodded, not really sure how else to react to this relatively benign conversation between the two of them. So they stood in mostly comfortable silence, staring out at the city lights. So why a juvenile? Strange asked suddenly. What? I would imagine that the closest you stay to your original form would require the least amount of magic, so why turn into a juvenile hawk or a young cat rather than larger adult versions? Is it a cuteness factor thing? When I shapeshift, it matches my approximate age in whatever form I'm taking. I can change that if I need to, but I rarely bother. It doesn't usually make a difference. 
Strange was surprised and looked almost horrified by whatever his current thinking was. Loki inwardly groaned. He hadn't thought anything of answering, rather enjoying discussing the mechanics of one of his preferred tricks. Now he was remembering Tony's response when he found out Loki's proportionate age, like that was anything relevant. How young are you? Strange finally choked out. I'm over a thousand years old, Strange, Loki said. Strange appeared to be waiting for Loki to elaborate. Fine. Proportionally, I'd say I'm maybe late 20s, Loki lied. Strange looked dubious. He obviously knew a few things about birds. He could do the math, but Loki wasn't going to give him anything else. Tony says we can stay here for the night if we need to. Even you, Strange said finally, apropos of nothing. Actually, his exact words were, crazy can stay the night too. Not that I believe that liar, as if I would go anywhere near his skinny ass. Just when Loki was starting to believe he may not need to kill the damn sorcerer, he would just go and open his mouth like this. Then Loki remembered what he was supposed to be unaffected, even amused by Stark's disregard. The mortal doth protest too much, methinks, Loki responded with a smirk. For all his bluster, he's apparently still obsessed with my ass. Is that really how you feel? You can just dismiss him like that, Strange asked a slightly more tactful repetition of his earlier words that had driven Loki into a rage. The tact helped, but not by much. Ah, yes, of course. You don't believe me. The liar. I'm sure you still think that my relationship with Tony is all some elaborate ruse, Loki snarled. So sick of all the judgments. Will you lay off? Strange asked, visibly frustrated. Stop being such a damn martyr. Me? A martyr? Loki was truly baffled by this assessment. I'm sorry, have you met me? What the hell was the sorcerer trying to get at? This woe is me, nobody trusts me game you have going is getting old. Guess what? Everyone else is over it. We beat Thanos, we saved the universe, with you. And while nobody but Tony, most likely, really knows the history there, it's plain to see that there was some extenuating circumstances behind your invasion. And you'd have to be a blind idiot to think you would ever do anything to intentionally jeopardize your relationship with Tony. So we get it. You're not going to betray us. We can mostly trust you. We've all moved past it. Hell, even Clint hasn't shot any arrows at you for months. Why can't you just move on? Take that back, Loki yelled, his brain fuzzy with sudden fury. What? Take what back? I was being nice, dumbass. You can't trust me. You can't ever know that I won't betray you. I'm the god of lies, of chaos. I would never be anything so woefully predictable. Of course, as soon as the words came out of his mouth, Loki knew they sounded ridiculous. They were also, perhaps, flat-out lies. Damn it. Stark really had domesticated him. How much worse would it be when, no, if, he moved in with Tony? Would he even be able to recognize himself? Strange laughed. He laughed and stared at Loki like he had him completely figured out, like he knew just how much of that bluster was a lie. Loki wanted to stab him. The man would bleed, and Loki would have that famed last laugh. Instead, Loki did what he was best at. He ran away.